The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. All right, and welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. We are so excited to have you guys again with us on another Friday, and uh, what a fantastic weather we're having. I live in, in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, we had a fantastic weather weekend uh, so we're so excited about that. It's a great time to get out, uh, see the country, and of course, uh, it's football time. And uh, couldn't couldn't be more excited about uh, the weather that we're having. So hopefully, a lot of you are getting out, supporting your teams, supporting your stadiums, uh, getting out and seeing everything there. It's been a great week. Uh, we saw a lot uh, a lot of our clients over the week. So I uh, saw a little bit more of uh, New York City this week. I was in North Carolina a little bit this week, but got a chance to uh, spend a lot of time at home, which was more exciting as we balance out our work lives uh, and our personal lives. Uh, So I want to jump right into the show because uh, we've got a lot to talk about uh, today. And I've got a fantastic guest. I actually saw this guest out on Twitter. We we have similar interests uh, as far as the John Maxwell team. And uh, I did some research on this gentleman and, and just has a fantastic platform. So I wanted to, to reach out to him and, and was lucky enough for him to oblige. And so uh, this gentleman is a professional speaker. He's a leadership trainer, executive business coach, is currently a member of the Atlanta-based Guidestone Group as the senior director of leadership engagement. The company has uh, an executive retreat center in which they conduct individual and team experiences for business and organizations all across the country. And as a part of the Guidestone Group, uh, this person also uh, heads up the leadership and, and online uh, training platform called Guidestone University, which emphasizes taking the complexities out of life and leadership. Uh, prior to joining the Guidestone Group, uh, he served in higher education in, in one form or the other over the last 20 years as a student athlete, a head basketball coach a professor, and as an athletic administrator. Uh, After his basketball team earned the National Champions of Character Award in 2014, he transitioned from that program's all-time winningest coach into full-time athletic administration. So I think that's a fantastic lead-in to bring in uh, Coach Jamie Beckler. Coach, how are you doing, sir? Hey, uh, I appreciate, appreciate being here. I'm doing well today, Rick. Fantastic. And, you know, I, I was looking across your blog and doing some research for you, and, and we, we share a, a similar passion and love for, for the great and late Pat Summit. Uh, Pat, Pat Summit, uh, what, a, what a great coach. Uh, you know, the, the world was better having her in it, um, certainly, than her not being in it. She, uh, she really uh, influenced and touched so many people's lives. And, uh, you know, I didn't get to know her uh, personally. I, I worked her a couple of her camps uh, during the summers and, uh, you know, some of her elite camps. And I got to see her out on the recruiting trails. And, man, she was just absolutely first class. And, uh, you know, she she did uh, 
she did something that that uh, you know when she would be out recruiting, that's work time. That's that's how she pays the bills, so to speak. That's that's recruiting time, and uh, she rarely recruited. She was always getting hit up for autographs, always getting hit up for pictures, and and I never once saw her you know brush someone off or anything like that. You know, people would come over, want to you know, hey, Coach Summit, can we take a picture? And uh, she would not only would she take the picture, but she would be like. Here, let my assistant take the the camera from you guys, and your whole family get in here. Or hey, you and your friend get in here, so you're all in this picture. I mean, she she understood what kind of influence she had, and she understood what kind of an icon she she was. And and you know, she was making a lot of money. It wasn't only because she was one of the greatest coaches; it was because of her icon status, and and she was just absolute first class. She she definitely was, and I'll tell you a quick story, and we'll jump right into a Guidestone Group. But I, I played volleyball for the University of Tennessee, and, and we were very far down that athletic scale, and so we actually got the gym after women's basketball. And as a freshman, the seniors always played a joke on the freshmen that said, you know, if practice was going bad and they were running long, uh, that you know they would send one of us, the the, the dumb kid freshman, into the gym, and, and they said, you know, go ahead and start setting up the nets. Uh, you know, Pat's not going to mind, uh, and and she very very much minds uh, if you interrupt her <laughs> practice, especially if they're running additional wind sprints because practice didn't go well. And so me being the dumb seventeen year old that I was, I went in there and I'm starting to put poles, you know, into the court. Uh, because that's what I was told to do, and and I got the icy stare, which nobody ever wants to be on the other side of, and uh, and was told in in very few words to to get out of the gym, and she would let us know when she was ready for us to enter the gym, and uh, afterwards she pulled me aside and told me she knew that was a joke and that that was something they do to the freshmen every year, uh, but that uh, if those doors are closed, she'll be the one to open them and and will be allowed in when she's ready, uh, but on the other side of that uh, we. Played Played for a national championship at the club level, uh, my freshman year, and she did the uh, speech, the the motivational speech, because we played that in Knoxville. And uh, I actually wanted to play football when I was done. I wanted to hit somebody. I was so fired up uh, from from hearing her. So she was an amazing ambassador, a wonderful woman, and uh, just amazing. I mean, she just light up a room when she walked in. So anyway, we're not here to talk, Pat, but uh, I, I saw that on your blog and, and uh, shared a lot of the same. Um, sentiments that uh, you shared so um speaking of that though what, what what i loved about pat and i think what draws both you and i to the john maxwell team is is a word um that you shared there and, and you even said it too is the passion right in, in passion i think drives a lot of people and in passion to a purpose drives a lot of people and and i'm very interested to find out you know what is that passion for you what are you passionate about well, I thought you were having me on here to talk about uh, one of my passions, which is Michigan Wolverine football. But, oh, uh, we're going there. I, we're going there. Okay. I, thought, okay. I thought that this was a sports talk show and I was a guest like it was at ESPN. But, you know, that, that certainly is one of my passions uh, is, is, is Michigan Wolverine football. But, but uh, you know, outside of, of, of my family, you know, one of my huge passions is just the leadership and, and helping people grow and develop their potential. Um, and so many people just go through life either not knowing how to reach their potential or not being motivated yet enough to reach their potential. And, and you know, being a longtime college basketball coach, I just saw, you know, even, even high-level athletes would come in and they had no clue how to accomplish and, and be the best that they could be. You know, they had gotten by on a lot of talent 
um, but they hadn't learned how to be good yet. Uh, they were just talented, but they weren't good. And so, uh, you know, that is a huge passion of mine of, of helping show people how exactly that they can, uh, they can reach their full potential, how they can grow and develop, um, you know, so, so that they have uh, meaningful and significant lives and, and work, um, you know, that they do significant things in their work life and that it matters and in their family life and that, that matters. And so, you know, my whole career, certainly you always want to win basketball games and certainly you're always trying to uh, do the best that you can in, in whatever job uh, or vocation you're in. But, um, you know, I, I looked at coaching uh, through the years as, as more than just uh, X's and O's. Uh, I looked at it as those relationships and that you're actually building people. Um, I forget the coach that, that said this. It, it might have been uh, Amos Alonzo Stagg or one of those older-time football coaches, but they once asked him, a reporter asked him if he thought his season, his season was a successful one. And he said, well, I'm not real sure. You know, we won a lot of games, but, you know, get back to me in 20 years and I'll be able to tell you if it truly was successful. And And as a coach, that's kind of – you know, where you look at, uh, with, with your coaching and, and, you know, I just have a passion. Hopefully, uh, the players that I've, I've been around have, have been impacted. And I think that's one of the greatest things uh, about coaching. You know, I certainly don't coach at the level that you do. I coach much younger, uh, uh kids, but you know, you, you hope for that. And, and I know the impacts that, that coaches had for me, and, and so I remember, you know, all the way back to, you know, when I played peewee football, I remember when I played 11, 12 and 13 year old baseball and certainly at the high school and college level, um, you know, the, the ones that were fantastic and, and, and the one, the ones that weren't so good. And, and I think that you have this incredible opportunity to impact people's lives. So that transition, though, of, of coaching at that young person age, right, to coaching people of all ages and all types and, and people that aren't so motivated sometimes uh, to want to strive, you know, there, I think there's a big difference in trying to coach an elite athlete who, who wants to try to be better and, and people that are just wanting to clock in and clock out. What, what has that transition been like for you? <laughs> well, you know, everybody, you know, and, and everybody needs a coach in life. Um, you know, you, you can't truly see the picture when you're inside the frame. Uh, so everyone, you, you hit upon it, Every, even the elite athletes. You know, we just had the Olympics down in Rio uh, de Janeiro. And, and all those athletes, as, as high caliber as they are, they all have their own individual coaches because they know that they can't get to the level that they want to be by themselves alone. It takes a team. Now, even if they're in an individual sport, it takes a team. And, and sometimes that just might be a coach. Sometimes it might be some other people alongside of them as well with the coach. But, uh, you know, whether it's athletics or whether it's business, um, you know, whether it's a huge Fortune 500 company or whether it's, uh, you know, a little mom and pop store on the, on the, corner, on the corner, everyone's wanting to be successful. And everyone's wanting to try to figure out how they can be successful easier. Um, you know, not to take the easy way out, but they all want to, they all want to, you know, not have it be too difficult. Um, they want to find some secrets. They want to find uh, what's the best way to do things and so that we can be successful in whatever we're doing. And so, you know, just like in coaching, when I would coach, you know, it was my job if I had 15 players, it was my job to figure out what made all 15 of those tick. What, what was that carrot 
um, what was that motivation that they had. And, uh, you know, as a coach, that's what you're supposed to do. And, and, you know, it might be, it might be one thing for one person and one thing for another. And, and then that's the same when I, as I've transitioned into executive coaching, you know, when we'll work with, we, we worked with a team, uh, at our retreat center just this past week. Um, and, uh, on the surface, they all seem the same, you know, they're all females, they're all millennials, uh, but they all have different motivations for why they're in their job. They all have different dreams and aspirations. So on the surface, they seem like they're the same, just like a basketball team I would have. All right, they're all college players. Um, you know, they live together. They, they should all be the same, but they're not because everyone's, everyone's different. Everyone's individual. So as a coach, whether you're an athletic coach or whether you're a business coach, um, you know, and, and speaking about what we, what we opened the show with, you know, when you asked about Pat Summit. And in one of her books, real uh, years ago, one of her first books, she talked about how they uh, they had a team activity once where everybody was to bring a picture, bring a couple pictures of their family, and they were going to sit around and talk about their family and get to know one another. And and she realized after doing that that there was only two people on her team that came from a traditional two parent household, um, and that some of the issues that that different players brought up uh, were were quite uh, complex and and quite interesting and, and what what she took from that was that every single year her players are going to be slightly different they're going to come from they might even come from the same neighborhoods but they may all come from a different place in life and 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 have issues and drama and baggage that that they're dealing with and so as a coach you you try to work with all that and find out you know what what makes people tick. That's awesome. So we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we're going to come out on the other side. We're, we're talking to Coach Jamie Beckler. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about simplifying your work life and, and your personal life and how to make that easier. Come back on the other side of this break. You're listening to Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand. They are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? 
In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back on the Work-Life Balance. want to remind you uh, about an amazing event that's coming up on October 7th. So if you go to l2l.johnmaxwell.com, again, October 7th, that is Live to Lead. You have four amazing speakers that is going to be doing a leadership conference. It's going to be simulcasted. It's live in Atlanta, Georgia, but simulcasted around the world. Uh, you have four amazing speakers. you got Liz Wiseman, Simon Sinek, Dan Cathy, and, of course, the great John C. Maxwell is going to be imparting some amazing leadership advice to you. Uh, the, the expense to go to this is literally going to be, I believe it's $199 per person, $149 in some cases. Uh, to get a whole table for your company is about, about $999, uh, again, depending on where you're going to see it. Uh, but you'll spend two, three, four, five, sometimes even ten thousand dollars just to hear one of these people speak. You're going to hear all four of them speak. Uh, each event's going to have its own kind of local flair. Uh, if you go to l2l.johnmaxwell.com, you can find out where it's being simulcasted in your area. Please do not miss this event. We're actually hosting that here in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, we've got uh, James Spann is going to be. Uh, our MC here. It's going to be a fantastic event. You do not want to miss it. And then, unfortunately, Coach Beckler is going to find out that uh, if you tease a radio host, they always have the last word. And so the great uh, fight between Michigan and Tennessee was over football attendance. And so, of course, Tennessee built up and, and, and won the football attendance award. Of course, Michigan had to go out and build up their stadium, so they got it. So uh, Tennessee decided to end that once and for all and, and host a home game at the uh, raceway this year and just smash that record once and for all. So coming back uh, to Coach Beckler, um, so Tennessee now owns the attendance record. Is basically as as and if that's and if that's how you can live and sleep with sleeping, you know, <laughs> we can live with, with it. knowing that you guys essentially cheated uh, cheat. to to we get that cheat. record. You know, uh, I was actually in the big house. I was actually in the big house this past Saturday, and uh, you know, one hundred ten thousand, and and we didn't cheat. It was just people came in because they love some Michigan football. But uh, oh. you know, you probably had half of that stadium at Bristol. That those people probably thought a race was going on. So no, that's true. Maybe that's only seventy five thousand football fans. No, it, it was it was true. It was it was amazing, and, and I'll be honest, it was one hundred. Uh, 55,990 people there. And uh, it was amazing how many people were Ohio State fans, to be honest, uh, that, that were sitting around us uh, wearing Tennessee garb. But it was it was about 80% orange. It was crazy. But I was there. It was amazing. And uh, and we'll take it. So coming could, back to, could, to the I couldn't part. personally, I couldn't get over the uh, the fact that they had a, uh, a jumbotron outside. 
that it was over the field, but it oh, was the outside. Colossus. That was, yeah, the Colossus was You know, you're great. in project management and those kind of things, but I, I really, I, I couldn't get over that. That seemed amazing to me. Oh, and logistically, it was it was amazingly done. And I'll be honest too; I was in the fourth row in the stands, and, and it was hard to see. Yeah, so it was. They can't do it in any other raceway. Bristol was the the perfect place, and anybody above, I would say, row forty, was watching it. You know, on a big screen. They they were there, <laughs> but they were watching it on the big screen. So, so, so coming back and, and and getting back to the reality of what, what we're really here for. So uh, again, we were talking about you know you spent your whole career in the world of athletics, and then you you really tried to you know started to get into leadership and development. And this is a relatively new move for you uh, going to the Guidestone Group. Isn't that correct? You just started really September of 2016. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, we moved down. Uh, we moved from uh, Marion, Indiana. Uh, we moved. Uh, I think it was like August fourth or fifth, so the early part of August uh, to to go into this uh, this new position full time. Uh, we had been, you know, a lot of years we had been uh, on the side doing a lot of public speaking and uh, doing some leadership training on the side. Uh, but it was something that we'd been thinking about for a while. And uh, a lot of it stemmed from the John Maxwell team. Uh, maybe four or five years ago, John Maxwell decided to uh, to start training up other leaders um, to uh, to kind of influence, uh, you know, have a greater influence uh, and uh, help people grow uh, more on purpose and, and intentionally. And and so uh, that was something I'd considered for a while. And and last year I took the plunge and and joined up and uh, went through the training and. Uh, so then once that was all done, I was kind of at a crossroads in terms of, uh, you know, do I want to do this full time or do I want to continue to, to do it part time? And, and certainly, you know, when you're coaching, when you're an athletic director, you're in full time leadership. There's there's no question about that. Um, but, you know, I wanted to kind of expand my scope and, and, and broaden my reach. And then so we decided to. Uh, to kind of make this jump to full-time leadership and to leave the athletics world behind, which was real difficult because that was all I've ever known. And when did you get certified with John Maxwell? Uh, I went to the February event. So, so this, this, yeah, so I, it's been about eight months maybe that I've been officially certified and it, it okay. was great. It, you know, it, the material, you know, John Maxwell, when you write over a hundred books, you have something to say and you have a lot of material and uh, you know, it's so hard to digest all the material, but it, it's great. And as a coach, I use the John Maxwell stuff so much. Uh, I figured, you know, I might as well, uh, I might as well get trained in it officially and be able to teach it and uh, you know, internalize it even more than I was as a coach already. And so, you know, we did that and uh, and so that's opened a lot of other doors as well. You know, uh, last week I, I spent all week up in Indiana and Michigan speaking at different schools, um, you know, to both colleges and high schools. And, all, and in a lot of those cases, uh, those principals or those coaches or those athletic directors, they're very familiar with John Maxwell. And so uh, so that's that's opened a lot of doors for me. So, so you and I were actually certified together. So I was certified as well in that same event. Uh, I went back to the live event this past one, but uh, you and I were, were certified together. Yeah, so, gr- gr- great event. Uh, unfortunately, our paths didn't cross. Um, but, uh, you know, great event, uh, lots of great people there. Um, and, oh, you it's, know, it's, it's a great fraternity slash sorority. Um, but, you know, it, it's, you know, they talk about the John Maxwell, you know, DNA, 
And, uh, you know, so many of those people, they just want to add value and help others and, and have an influence for good. Well, and I think you're going to do a fantastic job in leadership. And, and I'll tell you where, where I'm pulling that from. It's, it's, it's inspiring people to do the hard work. And, and to me, when I look at that and I look at your record and I look at what you're famous for, your teams weren't the, the flashy teams, right? They, they, they weren't always the highest scoring teams. What you're known for, and, and I'll prove to you I did my research, was for rebounding and specifically around <laughs> offensive rebounding. Is that is that correct? Well, um, yeah, re- rebounding in general, uh, offensive rebounding. Now, now, if if you really recruit bad shooters or are a bad coach, you're going to have a lot more opportunity to get offensive rebounds. Um, well, so you know, but still, that's hitting but, the glass, and hitting the glass wins that? games. Yeah, hitting the glass <laughs> wins games, and we know this. Yeah, but we, uh, you know, that was something that all my teams. Uh, we even have an instructional video. Um, that was picked up by uh, by a national uh, uh, basket or a national athletic video company uh, that sells to coaches, and and so we put out a video that that you know a number of people have bought, and uh, you know a lot of people wanted to know how we did that, and and really it came down to we didn't have a lot of you know there wasn't really secret recipes, there was just a constant influence or a constant emphasis on what is it that was the most important to us, and. Uh, you know, it's really, it really can be a segue into talking about leadership because what we did was we decided what was most important to us, what was our purpose, and, and certainly it's to win games, um, you know, from a basketball X's and O's standpoint, but we believe that if we won the rebounding battle, if we won that hustle, that hard work battle, which rebounding represents, then, then we were more than uh, well on our way to accomplishing a victory. You know, certainly certainly you've got to make baskets certainly you've got to take care of the basketball but but you know if you can win that that dirty work you know if you've got stars averaging 20 points a game but they're willing to dive on the floor for a loose ball then then that's a culture that you've created and and we were able to do that you know we we never had players calling each other ball hogs we never had uh, a team that really worried about shots and uh you know uh, John Calipari at Kentucky a few years ago when he won the national title, you know, the fourth and fifth guy on his team in, in terms of taking shots uh, ended up being the number one and number two draft pick in the NBA. You know, he, he's developed a culture where it doesn't matter who takes the shots. You know, we know what our purpose is and we know what our uh, core values are, and it's not, you know, individual glory. And so we were able to create that culture. So, yeah, I was definitely proud of that, and, and I love that we had players willing to buy into that. And I think that that's important because it's 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 those cogs and it's that hard work that really builds that team. And, and, and you know, if we equate that again to, to John Maxwell and we start talking about the the five levels of leadership, and, and you know, I've done that on the program here, and so most of my listeners know that. But if we go from level one, where you know I'm front and center, I'm the one taking the shot, I'm the one taking the glory, to level five, where I'm the one that's taking the picture of the team. Right. And, and going through all of that. Right. It is the right. person that that's getting the rebound and dishing the ball that really is the star, not the one that that is putting up the 41 points a game. And, and I think that that's an amazing culture that you build. And to me, that shows the character of the coach. Um, and, and so if you study all the different leaders and not just Maxwell, but you study Covey and, and Covey really starts to talk about the culture of a leadership. 
if, if you see you know implementations or execution of strategy that fails and, and people are blaming the people it's it's not the people that are failing, but the execution of the strategy of the leader that seems to be failing. And so when you see a culture or and it wasn't just one team, Coach Beckler, it was it was multiple teams that that achieved that 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 was impressive to me and why I wanted to reach out to you. Well, well, we had a team that when I left there, we were number one in the nation in rebounding. Everybody was returning in the next year. They were terrible at rebounding. Um, when I wasn't there coaching. Now, now certainly, you know, different coaches have different emphasis on different things. But, you know, when John Maxwell talks about everything rises and falls on leadership, you know, I think that's right. And, and, and as a leader, you know, if, if there's something in your job, um, you know, how many times as a leader or a coach will say, you know, they'll complain about um, their workspace or their environment or the people that are working for them or we're just not getting things done? Well, well, essentially, that's falling on your shoulders as a leader in some form or another because it rises and falls with leadership. You know, it, the buck stops with you, as Harry S. Truman used to say. You know, now, that doesn't mean it's, it's entirely your fault, but it means that it's entirely your responsibility to figure out how to fix that. And I believe that wholeheartedly. You know, as a, as a coach, I could sit there all day long and say my players, you know, aren't smart or my players are this or my players aren't that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I have to figure out a way to maximize their strengths, minimize their weaknesses, and find a way to motivate them to do those things. Um, and it's the same way in the job, in the, in the workforce, same way in any career that you're in. Um, as a leader, you've got to figure out how to motivate your, your people and how to have an influence over them that, that they want to, to reach their potential and do as well as they can. And as John says, culture eats vision for lunch. So uh, oh, we're going to take okay. another break here real quick, and uh, we'll be back on the other side. You're listening to Rick Morris and the Work-Life Balance. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment, and not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward, and the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy, and the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? 
In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And you're back to the Work-Life Balance, and and you may be hearing the uh, prelude to the uh, new sports talk show uh, coming on Voice America in Business, which is the uh, Coach Beckler and Morris show. Um, But uh, no, so when we come back with uh, uh, Coach Beckler here, uh, really I wanted to start to get into a transition this. So, I mean, you've obviously had a fantastic sports career, and and I wanted to, to get to that portion because I think it's so important. But um, now that really kind of lends itself to, you know, you had this very distinguished career and then you decide to leave all of that behind. And, and the, there's all these organizations. You, you join the John Maxwell team. You have all these organizations that you can pick up from. Um, what led you to uh, the Guidestone Group? Yeah, the uh, the founder of the, the president of the Guidestone Group, uh, I had known him for a number of years. We were friends. We were both in higher education together. He was on the the enrollment management side, and I was on the athletic side. And, and we had talked about, at that point, you know, we both had uh, uh, dreams of one day uh, reaching an even bigger audience from a leadership standpoint. But we were both in athletics, and, uh, you know, we talked about doing that together. But, you know, that didn't seem real very realistic at the time. Well, our, we, you know, we went our separate way, ways um, the last six or seven years and uh, kept in touch. And he actually started a, a, a nonprofit uh, leadership organization, and uh, they bought a retreat center in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, they were in Dallas at the time. And so um, he did that uh, just over a year ago. And so, you know, I, I, I was... Uh, keeping in touch with him. We were talking about it and all that kind of stuff. And, and I didn't think that I would go work for him or work with him uh, with this retreat center and the leadership company at the time, because I had a pretty good job. Um, you know, we were, I was an athletic director at the time, the last two years I was an athletic director. Uh, you know, we were doing a lot of good things there. Our, our basketball team was winning another state title. And so things were looking good. And, uh, you know, I went through the John Maxwell training and, you know, one of the questions that keep kept coming up was what now, what now? Um, and, and, you know, the John Maxwell training, they, they kind of challenged you on that a little bit. And I thought, you know what, I, I think I need to explore going into the leadership training. So, uh, full time. And so I looked at a number of different places that I could go also, you know, can I go out on my own? And, and I kept coming back to, you know, man, this guy, I believe in this guy. But I also believe in his mission. I believe in his core values, and I believe in what this company stands for. You know, why go out and recreate the wheel on my own? Why do this all by myself? 
you know, let's join up with, with some other team members. Um, you know, I'll be out of athletics, but let's still be part of the team uh, and a team that you believe in. And so, uh, you know, I joined up with them. It's been great. Uh, I've been full-time now for a little over a month, I guess it is. And, uh, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a great experience. Uh, the, the core values of, of this uh, organization is just to simplify your life and your work, um, to, to, to make leadership simple again. And, and so often we complicate matters. We, we make things way too complex. Uh, you know, every decision that we make, typically either complicates our life or simplifies our life. Um, how many times have we looked at a decision we had, we made a decision, and then all of a sudden we realized that that wasn't a very good decision, so then we're forced to make another decision that's not very good, and then we make another decision, you know, to cover for that, that other decision. And, and so we're constantly faced with choices and decisions in life that, that either simplify or complicate our life. Um, you know, even down to Facebook, you know, relationship status, it's complicated. You know, it seems like our lives, our lives are full of complication. Our lives are full of complexity, drama, just things that, that we don't need. And most of us don't want that. And so, uh, you know, we help teach leaders how to simplify their life and work um, so that their life and their work matters. Um, and it's not some, you know, feel good, sit in a circle, sing kumbaya type stuff. You know, we have some practical tools. We have some uh, uh, practical advice and, and ways that we can help people so that they are more successful um, in life, but they're also more, success, or more successful in their work, but they're also more successful in their life. You know, you, you talk about work-life balance all the time, and that, that's essentially what we're doing is, is trying to help people have a better work-life balance. And so that really appealed to me when I was looking at different places to join up with. And so does that match your philosophy of leadership? And, and, and really, what is that, right? So what is your philosophy of leadership and, and how does that you know, relate to, to what you've done during your career? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I'm, I'm dyed in the wool. Your leadership, leadership is really just influence, um, that everyone can be a leader. Uh, if nothing else, you're a leader to yourself. You're influencing yourself to do what's right. But, but in order to be a leader, in order to influence you have to develop some relationships, um, you know, and so I look at that. How, how can we help influence others uh, to see what they're capable of becoming? How can we influence others uh, to help them uh, attain what they actually want to attain in life? And, and so many people, you know, unfortunately go to jobs that they really just clock in, clock out. They're not happy with their jobs or they're not finding um, – significance in it. They're not finding joy in it anymore. Um, you know, they're, they're almost, you know, just part of a rat race. Um, they're that hamster on the wheel and, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to leave their job. Um, but it doesn't, but you know, that could be certainly a part of it is, is job transition. But, you know, we want people to figure out what their purpose is. Are they living with purpose? Because at the end of the day, I mean, let's, let's be real. We only have one life here. We only have one life, so why live that life doing something that you absolutely hate or just going through the motions day after day if you're not seeing any significance out of that? And so we try to help people under, try to set their priorities. You know, what, what, what is most important to you? Um, 
And then we try to help them find a, a path way to that. You know, this is, this is the most important thing to you. So, so how, you know, what's the path you're going to take to achieve that, you know, help develop a plan, those kind of things. Um, you know, all those kinds of things, the purpose, the path, the plan is, is what we try to uh, help people understand so that their life and their work both matter. So in the, in the words of, of our great friend and mentor now, so success isn't happiness, but significance is happiness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, a lot of, uh, we all define success in different ways and, and I don't think success is a bad word, but we truly, I think are, are striving for significance more than we are success in terms of we want more money, we want more status and, and all those things are not bad and unto themselves, but, but you know, you know, we've heard it say uh, cliche wise, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get to the end of your life and wish that you had spent more time at the office or wish that you had answered more emails. Um, now that doesn't mean that you're going to go to four hour work week necessarily and, and never have a job and, and be a bum, you know, so that you can enjoy your family for 20 hours a day. That doesn't necessarily mean that either, but you've got to find that balance. And, and too many people are, are way out of whack with that balance. And so one of the, one of the big things that, that we've done is, is, uh, 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 the president, Michael Nichols, uh, he developed uh, Guidestone University, and it's an online training platform, uh, you know, because we can't reach everybody. We, we can't be, you know, getting in our private planes and, and flying to California or Hawaii every time somebody needs us or, or every time, you know, they need coaching. And so we developed this platform, and there's, there's tons of tools, there's tons of resources, uh, simple things, uh, simple forms simple uh, uh, planning documents, all different kinds of things, videos. Uh, Guidestone University has it all. And, and so there's different levels of that. And we're actually getting ready to just roll out some brand new material uh, here in the next couple of weeks. And so we're really excited about that. Uh, so, you know, I would encourage anyone listening, if they wanted to check it out, guidestoneuniversity.com. And, and all they can do right now is sign up for the waiting list because it is closed. We've, we've, uh, we're not in an enrollment period right now, but, but man, when we roll out that new material here in another couple of weeks, it'll just get even better. And, and, and that's a great thing because we, we have, we have our coaching clients, we go out and speak, but, but we can't reach everybody. And so this is an opportunity, uh, for, for us to help people walk through that, um, walk through their lives to try to help their life and their work matter and try to simplify those things. So that website, again, is guidestoneuniversity.com. You can also go to guidestonehills.com to find out about the re- retreat center. Uh, also follow Coach Beckler at, at, at Coach Beckler uh, on Twitter. Uh, You can find out about him there as well. Follow along with him and find out what he's doing. We're going to take our final break here on the Work-Life Balance. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other, where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage, 
where applications aren't just part of your brand, they are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end -end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end -end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back for the final segment of this Friday afternoon of the Work-Life Balance and uh, want to get right to it here. So, Coach Beckler, uh, who are some of the uh, biggest influences in your life? Well, we've already talked about two of them with Pat Summit um, and, and her coaching and, and just being a class act. And uh, we also talked about John Maxwell, great uh, you know leadership guru and mentor to so many people. One of the people that really uh, outstanding um, – influencer for me was uh, John Wooden, the great basketball coach uh, at UCLA, won 10 national titles. Uh, I actually did my senior research project on him when I was in college, and uh, I sent off a, a note. You know, I read everything I could about him, um, and I sent a note to UCLA's athletic department asking if there was any way that I could get information, more information on that, on him, uh, and this was back in the early 90s. And uh, one day I got a phone call in my dorm and uh, I answered it and he goes, is this Jamie? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, this is John Wooden and I got your note and I wanted to see if I could help you out. And I'm like, okay. And I knew, I mean, he was an older gentleman, so I knew it wasn't a trick or anything. Um, and so uh, we had about a 30 minute conversation that I got to talk to John Wooden um, and I got an A on my senior research project. So, you know, he, he was amazing influencer and, and people talk about how, you know, kids nowadays are, are terrible and, and it's so tough nowadays. Well, he, he coached back during the Vietnam war era. So, so, you know, I don't know if kids are, are worse. They're just different. And every, and every era is different. So I really respected him a great deal. 
Yeah, that's an amazing story. And I love to hear the stories between Maxwell and Wooden as well. I mean, just fantastic stories. And so speaking of Maxwell, and I take his advice literally, and so for every guest on my show, um, you know, Maxwell has influenced us to make sure that we maximize the the potential of people that we meet and people that we encounter. And so one of the, the questions I always ask my guests is, what is the best advice you have ever received? <laughs> um. You know, some of the advice, I, I was told by a trainer when I was a grad assistant at Kent State University, he, he was the athletic trainer and he said, take care of those who take care of you. And, and, you know, I don't know if that's the best advice, but it's really stuck with me through the years because I took that to mean your relationships, take care of people around you. Um, you know, and, and I, I think about uh, the CEO at Charles Schwab, Walt Bettinger. He, he tells a story of when he was in college, the, 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 the one question on the test was, what's the name of the cleaning lady? And, and that really stuck out to him even through all these years because did he know the, who the cleaning lady was? Do we know who the cleaning lady was? You know, at our, our jobs or our businesses or our college or whatever, you know, take care of those people. You know, um, uh, it's about relationships and it's about everybody having value. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Is there anything we've missed? Uh, what about the retreat center? Talk a little bit about that. Oh, great. It's a great retreat center, probably the most accessible uh, executive business retreat center in the country. It's it's just a few minutes away from the Atlanta airport, you know, which is everyone, you know, every flight goes to Atlanta, it seems like. Uh, you go from Detroit to Minnesota, and instead you go to Atlanta. Um, it seems like everyone goes through Atlanta to get wherever they're going, but just a few minutes away from Atlanta. Uh, we have corporations, uh, Fortune 500 companies, uh, sending their uh, district managers, uh, their executives out to our retreat center. We put them through uh, different leadership experiences. We have horses, uh, so we can do some different coaching with horses. Uh, uh, what people don't realize a lot of times is that horses mirror uh, our behavior a lot of times and that horses are, are very similar to people in terms of leading horses. And so, uh, we do some of that. Um, and, and it gets booked up pretty good. Uh, so, you know, if, if you were interested in our retreat center, interested in our coaching, uh, that's at guidestonehills.com and, and you can book those events. Um, and, uh, we'd love to have you out to our retreat center and, and help you, uh, become a better company. Well, Coach Beckler, I've had a fantastic time. Um, I certainly appreciate your time and value your time. And thank you so much for spending the hour with us here on the Work-Life Balance. I appreciate it, Rick. This was a, this is a great thing you do, and, and uh, it adds a lot of value to people everywhere. Well, we appreciate it. And, uh, and again, uh, for anybody who has come in midway, all of our shows are, are podcasted. Uh, so if you if you came in midway during this and want to hear the entire show, uh, if you go to voiceamerica.com, search the work-life balance, uh, you'll be able to hear this show and any of the shows. Uh, there you can go to uh, www.rickamorris.com. All of the shows are there. Coming up in the next episodes, we've got Matt Jones next week. Uh, he wrote this most beautiful article on uh, the the twenty things uh, that twenty awful things that everybody knows but are afraid to admit it. Uh, he's a contributor to uh, Inc. dot com. Uh, he has just an amazing view and outlook on on life. 
Uh, I read this article. It just simply touched me and I reached out to him. He's agreed to be on the show. So we're going to have him next week. The week after that, uh, October 14th week, I'm actually taking off because it's the Tennessee-Alabama game. And for those of you that know, I go. So uh, the Tennessee-Alabama game, I'll be taking that week off. But on October 21st, uh, we're actually going to be the featured show. We'll have a featured guest on uh, Work-Life Balance. We have Brittany Wagner uh, from uh, Last Chance You, which is the she's the breakout star of the Netflix series Last Chance You. Uh, we'll have her on the show. Uh, she's been the uh, educational director, uh, just helping these young men uh, get on their feet and really uh, know what it's like to, to to get them back to being a student. Uh, so, Coach Beckler, as we were talking about these these student athletes, and and you know some of them just um, not really you know they're elite athletes, but uh, have kind of failed through. Uh, either getting in trouble in school or not really making the grades uh, or just being passed over by D1 schools, they end up at this community college. And um, this community college kind of rehabs their image. So if you look at Ole Miss, Chad Kelly came through it. Um, you look at LeGarrette Blunt, who's in uh, uh, the NFL now. There's all kinds of, of kids that came from this community college. Uh, so we'll have Brittany Wagner on the show. So we're so excited about that. Uh, so we've got some really exciting guests coming up on the Work-Life Balance. You do not want to miss these shows. I look forward to having all of you on. And again, can't thank you enough, Coach Beckler. We look forward to having you on in January. He and I made a bet. If uh, Michigan wins the national championship, we'll have you on again in January. If not, uh, there's got to be some sort of penalty on your side. So we'll figure that out. Uh, but thanks again, Coach Beckler, for joining us. And uh, everybody who tuned into the Work-Life Balance, we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. 